I'm Anna Barnard. And I'm Maria Ramsey. And you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome to another episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. This week we're going to be talking about productivity, and it's particularly relevant to my life and Anna's life right now because I'm juggling multiple teaching jobs and an office job and a baby art business that I just started, and Anna is in the midst of her first month of college classes. So productivity is something that we're both working on right now. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the biggest struggles we've encountered when trying to be productive, our thoughts on procrastination, our unsuccessful and successful attempts at combating procrastination, and how we want to try to improve productivity in our lives in the future. So before we get into our discussion of productivity, Anna, what socks are you wearing today? I am wearing a pair of new socks. They're brand new. I just took them out of their little packaging and put them on. Very exciting. And I got them from my mom's cousin, Michelle, who just sent them to me here at college. They were a graduation gift. But she sent them to me because she's been listening to our show <laughs> and wanted to send me some fun socks. So Aww. I thought that was really lovely. That's so um, nice. And these socks have tacos on them. Nice. And I love tacos. I'm thinking about getting some tacos for dinner this evening. So they were very relevant at the moment. Sounds good. Yeah. What socks are you wearing, Maria? I am wearing a pair of socks that I believe you and Martha gave me at some point. They are dark green, and they have apples on them. Oh, I know what socks those are. Yeah, they're very cute. Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing these socks because, one, the apples kind of make me think, like, beginning of the school year, which it is the beginning of the school year. And since I'm a teacher, that's a relevant detail of life. Um, But I think also the beginning of the school year just makes me think of new beginnings in general, and particularly these apples on my socks you can see the seeds because they're sliced so it kind of makes me think of like the seeds that I'm planting for new beginnings right now so like the beginning of the school year like I mentioned and then the beginning of my art business that I also mentioned at the beginning Uh, we're still sort of in the beginning stages of the podcast so all these these seeds that I'm planting for projects that I hope will grow. I like it. Very cool. So starting with this discussion on productivity, I wanted to just first of all start off with some initial reactions we have to this word because I feel like, I don't want to say it's a loaded term, but it kind of is. Yeah. And Sometimes I have very positive reactions to this term. Sometimes I have very negative reactions to it. So just to start off, what do you think about when you hear the word productivity, Maria? Well, I agree with you that like I sometimes have positive reactions and I sometimes feel negative emotions associated with it. Because on the one hand, productivity can make me think of sort of like being efficient with my time and getting the things done that I really want to get done and feeling good about what I've accomplished. But then it can also make me feel kind of stressed, like, oh, I have so much to get done. And that just feels like too much sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Anna? Well, I feel like a lot of the time the word productivity means something different to me before I begin working on something and after I begin working on something because Mm. when I start working on something I kind of tell myself like I have to be productive which 
it stresses me out, but it's also just kind of frustrating because a lot of the times I don't really know how to be productive or I just know that my productivity might not be at the level that I want it to be. And so it just, sometimes it just really frustrates me. If, if someone else tells me just to sit down and be productive, that can be really frustrating because sometimes it's just really difficult to focus. But then what's really great about productivity is if you are really productive after the fact, it feels really good and you can go around and tell your friends that I was so productive today, which feels really good to say to people and to yourself. So I don't know. It it definitely, depending on what context you're in, can be almost discouraging rather than motivating, which is kind of what it's supposed to be. But sometimes it's also really encouraging in a way as well. So yeah, I think it's, it's complex. It is complex. I agree. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you pointed out your feelings about productivity sort of before something and after something. Cause it does definitely feel good to feel like you were productive, but the thought of getting yourself to be productive is like a really unpleasant feeling <laughs> trying is. to get yourself there when you haven't yet. Is yeah. Like, that's really hard. Exactly. So yeah, I wanted to flush that out a little bit. Just, our initial reaction so we can maybe better address the difficulties we have with this. Anna, what, what is your experience with productivity been? Um, I think when productivity really became something in my life that I was striving for, I feel like when you're a little kid, productivity isn't really on your mind. You just do stuff and you enjoy doing them because that's what you want to do and you don't really have anything, like, distracting you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you kind of have a a one-track mind and you're going to get done what you need to get done. And as I've gotten older, there's more things that I need to balance in my life. And I think that's where productivity is so important is getting things done so you can have time for other things. Um, and I've really noticed that I've I've tried to be productive in schoolwork. I mean, that's been obviously Mm -hmm. a really big part of my life because I'm only 18 years old. And so most of my life has been going to school and getting work done, doing homework for my classes. And so a lot of the context of productivity to me is how do I get my homework done in a timely fashion? And that has been really difficult for me a lot of the time. I usually can get all my work done, but not with a lot of time to spare and often sacrificing other things in my life that I'd rather have time for. So it's definitely been difficult. I don't think I have one streamlined process that's ever necessarily worked for me. And I don't know if there is one, but yeah, I'm not sure there is. And I think, I think it also, the nature of your productivity has to change when your goals and what you're doing are changing as well. So I think mm-hmm. it'll be good to talk about this because we're both kind of in periods of our life where we're starting new things like you just talked about. And so the nature of our productivity might look different than it used to. Yeah, I think definitely, like you said, productivity is not really an issue when you're younger, partially because you're not responsible for anything besides yourself. You're even less responsible for yourself. Like all you have to do is explore the world and stay alive but someone is even helping you do those things right but then when you get to school and work you have all these responsibilities that other people are counting on you to accomplish and then you also have like your own goals and you feel more of a time pressure because you're more scheduled and you feel the pressure to get things done that you want to get done yeah also I feel like as I've gotten older time seems to move faster so true (laughs) and so productivity becomes more difficult because when you're little you feel like you have all the time in the world to get things done in addition to being more focused so it's just a great recipe for productivity even if you're not trying to pursue it and when you're older 
time moves more quickly. You have more distractions going on. You're trying to accomplish more things at once. And productivity is really hard to attain. Which That's is unfortunate, because so this is when we need it. <laughs> I know. I remember first grade lasted forever. Like, it was so long that year. But now I feel like... Like, college went by so fast. The years after college have gone by so fast. It's, ugh, it's craziness. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And one other thing that's different, I think, about productivity now than it used to be is we definitely have more distractions in our life. A lot of people have pointed out the fact that uh, there's never been more things to distract us in any period of history mm -hmm. than there is now. You've got cell phones and technology which a lot of the I, i'm not going to hate on it because i think there are really lovely things about them and really great thing i think and it, it helps us manage our time but it also i i'm just really guilty of being distracted by it it's gotten to a point for me where i look at my phone all the time not because i need to see anything on it but because it's like a fidget thing yeah and like my hand just goes there and it automatically yep. draws my attention away from what i'm doing and it makes it harder to accomplish it which I, you don't really realize when you're doing it mm -hmm. but that's been a big struggle for me too and that wasn't a thing that i had to deal with when i was a little kid i grew up in the 2000s when cell phones were becoming a thing but a lot of elementary schoolers now even have phones and that was not the case for me when i was little Right. And so it's completely different now. And so I think that's a new obstacle we have in being productive that people didn't have 10, 20, 30 years ago, etc. Yeah, it's very distracting. It's so easy, like you said, to just kind of instinctively reach for your phone or like open up a internet window on your computer and start looking at something and then you realize like wait why am I doing this that's not what I meant to do <laughs> exactly so I think it'll be good for us to kind of address that as well as we're talking about this and keep in the back of our heads mm -hmm. ways we might combat that because I think that's one big obstacle for me that has prevented me from being productive yeah Definitely. Mm -hmm. And one more thing before we move on to possible ways we can combat this. I think the idea of productivity, productivity has a lot to do with previous themes we've talked about on the podcast. Um, not just creativity, which we talked about last week and accomplishing goals, but also in terms of mindset an attitude because I think productivity to an extent is somewhat of a mind game. It's how you're telling yourself to accomplish what you're doing and putting your mind in a place that's going to be most conducive to focus and getting things done. Do you have any experience with that or do you have any, refle any reflections on where your mind often is when you're trying to be productive? Hmm. I definitely agree with you. I think there is a lot of, like, a lot of mindset is part of being productive. And I, th I think, like, if I'm in a certain mindset, it's easier for me to not get distracted by all those potential distractions and procrastinate on other things. And if I'm in a like m more helpful mindset. I forget where I was going with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. My mindset definitely makes a difference in how productive I am. But it's hard to change your mindset to get to a place that's productive. I have trouble with that sometimes. Right. I think a relaxed mindset is most conducive to productivity, but mm, a lot of the time when you're trying to be productive, you're trying to force yourself to be productive because you're low on time and so yeah. there is I feel like I'm never in a relaxed state of mind when I'm trying to be productive and so I think part of the struggle is also how you can get there in order to 
accomplish what you need to. Yeah. Well, I think, like, going back to our ideas of the word productivity, to me, productivity has a very, like, harried, rushed association, yes. association with it. Yeah. Which I don't think it has to. Like, you can be productive without being rushed. And I think this kind of goes back to the matrix thing that I was talking about in the last episode about, like, if you're doing things that are important but not urgent then like you're doing them before they become urgent, then you can be productive on them without having to feel so rushed. Cause I, yeah, I don't think rushing is really conducive to getting stuff done or at least not getting stuff done well. And like, what's the point of doing stuff if you're not going to do it well? Exactly. Definitely. So are there any times in your life where you have been more productive than others um or less productive like what in the past has worked best for you or least for you Mm. well this is interesting because I feel like I was very productive in high school and then I kind of (laughs) lost it a little bit after high school I'm not totally sure why but I just feel like I was better at managing my time then I was really good at like scheduling out time to work on my school projects so that I would get them done in time and before the weekend so I wouldn't have to work on it over the weekend and then in college it just got a lot harder to do that I was more of a procrastinator in college not like I'm not I'm still not a huge procrastinator but but I do procrastinate, as we all do. Um, and I think part of it was just kind of being burnt out on the whole school thing. And I think, like, when I'm doing something that I'm really interested in or inspired to do, then it's definitely easier to be productive. And, like, when I had been doing school for so long, like, I had been doing it for ever since I was five and then after I was done with high school I was kind of done with school but I had to keep going and I was just not really feeling it anymore yeah I feel that way a little bit too Mm -hmm. I've definitely been struggling that the past couple weeks I really enjoyed having time to relax this summer and now I feel like I've just jumped back into the studying thing which I I think I thought was going to feel slightly different than high school, but studying is studying. Ultimately, obviously the setting mm-hmm. that I'm in is completely different and I'm experiencing new things, but there's still a lot of work to do. And it is really hard to motivate myself to do that. And so maybe one thing that's going to be important for us moving forward is identifying the real reason why we are trying to accomplish what we're doing, especially if it's a task mm-hmm. that we don't necessarily want to do. What benefits are we going to get out of it and what do we want to accomplish other than just getting the work that we got done done what do we want to take away from that yeah I think that would definitely be helpful Mm -hmm. because like you don't want to just be productive for the sake of being productive for the sake of getting stuff done yeah I think like, since there's only a certain amount of time in the day, we're all, we all have a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of stuff we could be doing. I think you have to choose the tasks that are going to offer some benefit to you and do what you can to not have to do the other ones as much. Like, delegate them or maybe just not prioritize certain things that aren't as important to your life right now yeah yeah I think productivity comes much easier when you have some kind of intrinsic sense of motivation rather than when you're motivated by some external force Mm, definitely so maybe just kind of identifying what that intrinsic motivation can be for you even if it's really small I think taking the time to identify that before you start some kind of task might elevate your level of productivity yeah well and that's making me think of I was thinking about like kind of 
the difference between trying to be productive on, say, schoolwork or work work versus on creative projects. Because I feel like, at least in terms of focus, it's way easier for me to focus and stay focused on my creative projects because it's something that I really want to do. Me too. And that's sort of the intrinsic motivation factor that you were talking about. It's not just because someone else is counting on me to do it or somebody else asked me to do it. It's something that you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, which is, it's funny because there's kind of this paradox that we always feel the need to do these things that we don't want to do, that we feel like someone else is expecting us to do, and then we put off the things that we actually want to do because, we talked about this last week, because they're not time sensitive. Yeah, exactly. And where do we start not allowing that to happen in our lives? Mm -hmm. I... I was thinking about this a lot this past week. Um, I had been struggling with finding enough time in college to get things done. I was taking a course load that was over the recommended number of credits. And I wasn't having any time to exercise or read a book or anything like that, which I didn't really have time to do in high school either. And you can argue that college is about studying and and classwork and getting all that done but you talked a little about a little bit about this before being burnt out from high school and I just decided this week that I'm done not prioritizing the things that are important to me even Mm -hmm. if it means taking less classes or taking time for things that don't seem time sensitive at the moment so Sometimes you just really have to make the decision as to what you are going to prioritize. A lot of a lot of productivity is prioritization. Definitely. And I think that's a really healthy mindset that you have around that, that you want to prioritize your own personal well-being and, like, both physical well-being and then also just the things that you really want to do. Yeah. That would make you happy. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think a lot of it ties into the idea of pressure with productivity. I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself to be productive, but there's also outside pressures to be productive in certain tasks. Like we were just talking about, I'm at college. There's a lot of pressure on me to get my work done so I can get good grades because that's what's expected of me as a college student in general from whoever you want to pin that expectation on. I mean, I don't know if there's necessarily individuals who are expecting that from me, but you definitely feel some kind of outside force expecting that of you because I'm in an academic setting and that's what I'm here for. I'm mm-hmm. paying to be here for that. So right. there's, there's definitely a lot of pressure that goes along with certain tasks when they're not completely intrinsically motivated, which also makes it more difficult to be productive because I think... Doing anything under pressure makes it more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially, like I said earlier, it's more difficult to do it well if you're under pressure. Right. Or even if just a friend asks you to do something that you had an earlier budgeted time in your schedule for and then you agree to it and you feel a lot of pressure to do it well, but you don't have a lot of time to do it well, and then you've got these conflicting things in your brain about how you should be productive on this should I do it well and take the time or should I be time efficient but not do it as well and then that just makes the whole concept of being productive and accomplishing what you want to get done more confusing and more difficult to do and I think productivity really has to be kind of a streamlined process if it's gonna be maximized Mm mm-hmm Yeah, well, I think this goes back to the idea of prioritization, Mm -hmm. like you were talking about, because I definitely think that's a a huge part of productivity. You have to prioritize the things that are more important to you and the things you really want to get done. Are there any things that you've done or any tools you've used, Anna, that have helped you prioritize certain things? Oh, that's a good question. Um... I mean, I talked a little bit about before that it's been a really long time since I have prioritized the things that are really important to me mm-hmm. I, I because I've been um, in school for 
so long that has demanded a lot of work from me. I've really always prioritized that and I've prioritized things that other people are expecting me to get done because there's some external consequence that's going to happen if I don't get it done. So if I don't go to my athletic practice, then the coach is going to react somehow to me. And if I don't get my essay accomplished, then that's going to reflect not just on my grade, but my teacher's perceptions of me and et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of what I was prioritizing in high school was things that people were expecting me to do. And it wasn't that I didn't want to do them, but it definitely created a heightened sense of priority. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't prioritize creative projects that I've been wanting to do more and more as I haven't done them. The desire to do them just increases. Yeah. Um, And so I'm trying to think of ways that maybe I have found a way to prioritize those in the past. Um, One way is that I really wanted to get better at writing and I really wanted to like make an effort to include writing in my schedule And a way I did that was I asked my friend who likes writing as well to write something with me. And we've been working on a a writing project for a couple years now. And we haven't made a ton of progress on it, but there there have been a lot of times where we've met and talked about it. And it's something we both really enjoy. And the reason why I asked her to do it was to have some sort of accountability with it. Mm -hmm. Um that goes into the idea of external expectations. A lot of the time that's really what gets me to do things. And I don't know if that's the right way to go about doing it. But when I had a friend who was also invested in the same thing that I was, it helped me to um, put more time into it and really make it a priority in my life. So not only could I accomplish it for myself, but for her as well. Yeah. So that was something that helped me prioritizing creative projects as well as academic things. This is making me think a lot of Gretchen Rubin's work. Do you know her at all? Yeah, I've heard of her. I I, I really want to read her her book. She did the yeah, Happiness Project, you, right? Yeah, she yeah. did the Happiness okay. Project. I think you would enjoy her work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she wrote she wrote another book called Better Than Before. It's about habits. Okay. Um, and actually, so part of the point of her habits book is she kind of divides people into four different categories and has sort of different recommendations for each category and she actually just wrote a book all about this which I haven't read yet but anyway her categories have to do with what sort of motivates you to get stuff done and she talks about how some people there's like two different kinds of motivations there's an internal desire to do something or internal expectations of yourself. And then there's also external expectations from other people, from society, from organizations, whatever. And she kind of divides people into categories based on like how well they respond to internal versus external motivations. So there's like certain people who are really good at getting stuff done if it's something that an expectation that they set for themselves, they're really good at meeting that. And for other people, it really needs to be an external, something like an accountability group or a deadline that somebody else set. And then other people are kind of, other people can meet both sets of expectations and other people don't want to meet either set of expectations. So anyway, I think that's interesting to bring up because I think like accountability can be really helpful to some people and then I think also to other people it's not really helpful because they don't really feel that added sense of pressure as much as some of us do right well that's really interesting because as you were talking about that I was kind of just thinking about how that was true for myself and again I was just talking about how external expectations have really like driven prioritization for me and I think a lot of the reason why that is is because in the past I've cared about how other people think about me more than how I think about myself 
mm-hmm. be uh, that's just how I've programmed myself to work. I I enjoy pleasing other people and making them proud and I think I I believe I've believed that if I make other people proud then like that's what's going to be the biggest thing and in turn I will make myself proud of what I'm doing and what I'm accomplishing. But I don't really know if that's how that always works. And a lot of the time you really need to, to tap into what you need yourself and what you need to make yourself proud and not really think about what anyone else needs from you at the moment. A lot of the times you do need to consider what other people need from you, but I think sometimes you overestimate it too, how much people are worrying Mm -hmm. about what you're doing. I think ultimately the people in your life who care about you the most really want you to do what's best for yourself. And I think reorienting my mindset to really take into account how I view myself and being proud of the person that I am in terms of what I'm doing and what I'm accomplishing is going to be really important for me in changing the conversation in my head about productivity. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I feel like I'm kind of similar in that I... I've grown up kind of always wanting to please other people and I always want to do the things that my parents expect me to do and that will make them proud and what my teachers and professors want me to do and try to be like a good friend for my friends. Um, And I have been more recently trying to pay more attention to what I want, which is kind of hard. If you're used to if you're used to listening to outside voices instead of your own, exactly, yeah, and I think a lot of people really admire when others prioritize themselves in their own lives, but lots of people end up not doing that mm-hmm. because they just feel so much pressure to please other people. But I think it really is something admirable when you prioritize yourself and your well-being because it makes you just a better person to other people anyway yes i think this is one of those things where it doesn't seem like that's what you should be doing and you should really be trying to accomplish the immediate things that are going to be best for the other people in your life but if you really take care of yourself and what you need then it's going to make you a better person which is going to improve your relationships in turn and it'll change other people's expectations of you and it'll just get better and better if you really take care of yourself first, which I think everyone underestimates. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you have to like you, you can't help other people from a really good place if you're not feeling good yourself. And I think like, of course there are some situations where like, in an emergency situation, if someone really needs something from you, but you were about to do something nice for yourself, then, like, yeah, you should go to help your friend. But in just sort of the everyday type of situations, I do think you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself and your own needs so that you can be a more useful person to the rest of the world. Right, and also I think something that we forget is that the only person we can completely control in our lives is ourselves. Yes, you, you can't control you can't control what anyone else is going to do, and people are going to think whatever they're going to think about you, despite uh, sometimes despite what you're going to do. Sometimes you can influence it, and sometimes you really can't. And you're the only person who you can control. So mm-hmm. I think you should take advantage of that and and really consider what you're doing and ensure that you're making yourself proud in your own life and then in turn making other people proud to the extent that you want to do that. Yeah, I agree. But sometimes people are going to think about you, whatever they're going to think about you, and you're not going to be able to control it. Exactly. (laughs) Can't do anything about it. (laughs) Exactly. So why put so much effort into it? Which is easier said than done, but yes. it is goal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Something to keep in mind. Yeah. So coming 
back front and center to the idea of productivity with this. Let's talk a little bit about the idea of procrastination. I feel like this is talked about so much all the time mm-hmm. now, but what huge factor though yeah yeah i think part of productivity is just not being able to focus on something but there's also procrastination which i think is a little different and that's just putting off what you're gonna do because you don't want to do it yeah which is a big obstacle to productivity and something that we all do Mm -hmm. so when do you often find yourself procrastinating maria or what have been your experiences with it? Well, I definitely feel like I procrastinate on things that I don't want to do. Like you said something about that just now. I It's harder to motivate myself to do something that I don't particularly enjoy doing. Things that I know that are not really that interesting or that fun for me I tend to do other things instead but then I'm also thinking about certain things that I do want to get done you know like I want to do more drawing I would really like to draw every day and I don't know that that's exactly the same kind of procrastination when I don't draw because it's not like a Ugh, I don't want to do that, so I'm going to look at Instagram for a while instead, which is, like, what I might do if I need to do lesson plans or something that I don't enjoy doing. But there's still, even when it's something I do want to do, like drawing, for example, I, I just don't do it as much as I would like. I think there it's sort of it going back to the idea of prioritizing I'm prioritizing other things which is not a um, it's not an intentional sort of procrastination not the procrastination is exactly intentional but you know like you know that you're doing it because you don't want to do something else right yeah, for sure. Well, something that I think is really interesting about procrastination is that a lot of the time it, it's viewed as something that should be avoided. Um, and it's kind of a common belief that you should stop procrastinating so you can get your work done or whatever. Um, but for some people, I think it's interesting that part of their their method of productivity is procrastination and the fact that like that just like works best for them because when they procrastinate things until a certain due date or whatever that's when they can actually focus on the work because they feel the need to do it and before then Mm -hmm. they don't and so some people just accept that and they accept that i have an essay due friday it's monday i'm going to procrastinate until thursday night at midnight to do it because that's when i'm going to be most focused and motivated to do it and that just like works for them I'm not saying yeah, it's the I most healthy that. thing. No, I but can't do that. <laughs> but I think for some people, procrastination isn't always regarded as a bad thing. It's yeah. just like something that works for them. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on like when procrastination might be good, or when it not it's not just this black and white thing you should avoid. I mean, is is procrastination complex in addition to the idea of productivity? Right. Well, I think, like you mentioned, it's sort of an individual thing. If you actually do find it helpful, you're more productive if you leave things until the last minute. And you're not sacrificing your own well-being in some way to do that, I think. Then I guess that works for you. Like I said, I am definitely not one of those people. That would stress me out so much. But, again, we're all individuals. So that might work for somebody else. And that's fine. Yeah, for sure. And, and if, I think... Go ahead, sorry. What were you going to say? No, go ahead. Oh. Um, I was also going to say, I think that there's definitely benefits to taking time to not be productive. I don't know that this is exactly the same as procrastinating, but I think, like, we feel this pressure to be productive all the time. And I think intentionally setting aside some time to not be productive, to just do something enjoyable is really helpful. And I think a lot of it has to do with your 
intentions for your time. Because if you are hoping that you're going to be productive and then you find yourself doing something else, then you're then I think you're procrastinating and you usually don't feel good about it. You didn't get stuff done, but you also didn't really get a satisfying, relaxing experience. But if you set the intention to do something fun or just laze around for the day because you need a day off, then you can feel good about that intention and having fulfilled that intention. Right. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I think this really ties into the whole conversation we've been having about expectations and a lot of productivity is, I think oftentimes we're doing it to satisfy other people's expectations of ourselves, but a lot of it is setting up expectations that we have for ourselves. So if you go into something and you're expecting that you're going to get this and this and this done and then you don't get it done, then you feel bad about yourself, and then it's harder to be productive in the future anyway because you're just kind of discouraged. But if you set aside, if you're intentionally doing something and you're doing what you intended to do, no matter what that is, then there's this extreme sense of productivity. And like you said, if you decide to push something off that you need to do, but instead you do something that you really wanted to do anyway then I think that's still some kind of form of productivity. A lot of the times what is really difficult for me is that when I'm trying to be productive, I end up doing something that I didn't plan to do. It wasn't that satisfying anyway. A lot of the times it's checking Instagram or something along those lines, which just sucks time out. And instead, if I decided, well, I need to get this done, but I also just really want to take time for myself right now, and I'm going to read this book, and that's what I'm intending to do, and that's what I'm going to do, and I end up doing it, that can be really rewarding as well, even though you're procrastinating what you need to get done. That's time sensitive. So yeah. I think that's like a really interesting thing that you point out. I think the idea of intention in accomplishing goals and tasks and not necessarily accomplishing what you feel like has to get now- done now, but just doing what you set out to do and adhering to that creates a habit of of productivity in that you're doing what you need to do when you intend to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think the idea of intention is really important and I'm really glad you vocalized that because that makes more sense for me in kind of trying to organize how I'm going to view productivity in the future. I think. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that was a really interesting point. And I think that also like there, that's the difference between mindful procrastination and mindless procrastination, kind of going back to our episode on mindfulness, because then there's a difference between making a choice to procrastinate and do something fun versus just kind of accidentally procrastinating because you weren't really paying attention to what you were doing. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So... We've been talking about productivity, but we haven't really talked about why we want to be productive. I mean, it seems obvious, obvious, but I want to go into it just a little bit about what are the benefits of productivity? Like, what do we want to get out of it in our own lives? Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you, Maria? Well, d- even in the word, I mean, productivity is like producing something. So I think... Being productive is something that's useful to us because we're producing something of value to us or to others. So whether that's working on something for your class where you're learning or you're working on something for your job where you're helping people or something, you're working on a creative project, which is personally satisfying, you end up with something of value at the end of your productive time. Yeah. In addition to not just producing something, but also the idea of using your time well instead of wasting your time, I think just valuing and not taking advantage of time as a commodity in our lives Mm -hmm. and being proud of how we spend it in addition to what we're going to get out of it. And so I think being productive is also just something that is satisfying to us and how we use our time. Um, 
and gives us a good feeling once we're done with it. Yeah. Well, and I think productivity is also related to the idea of efficiency or being efficient with your time, which is an idea that sometimes feels better to me than thinking about being productive, thinking about being efficient. Mm-hmm. Because whereas productive feels more like, oh, I have to get all these things done, efficiency can feel a little bit more like I'm using the time that I have wisely to produce something useful. Right, for sure. And productivity essentially is just prolonged focus. That's kind of how I think about it. And Mm -hmm. I think why focus, this really ties into the idea of mindfulness, is that in mindfulness, you're choosing to focus on one thing and really noticing everything that's going on around you and not overanalyzing it, but really being present in what you're doing. And I think the best kind of productivity is when you're having that sort of experience in terms of what you're doing. You're really being present in the task at hand and you're focusing on what you're, you're accomplishing. And so it also heightens your sense of mindfulness, which is something that we're always wanting to practice too. So there's that benefit to productivity as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to kind of come full circle with this, have you thought of any concrete things you can do in the future to increase productivity in your life? I feel this is kind of like where we've been wanting to get to right. to get from this conversation. This is the hard part. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's very hard. I thought of, I was thinking about this, and I thought of a couple things that have worked for me so far, and Mm -hmm. then a couple things that I want to try a little bit more in the future. So one thing that I think has really helped me is the bullet journal system, which you got me started on, Anna. You Mm -hmm. gave me a bullet journal as a Christmas present last year. Yeah. So it's now my planner, and the reason I think... It helps me be more productive is because it's it's like the way I use it anyway. It's sort of a combination planner, calendar, and to-do list. So I, the way I do it is I make to-do lists every week of like a personal to-do list and a work to-do list and a creative projects to-do list. And for me, lists are super helpful. That's another tool, just like general to-do list, because if I can see everything laid out and it's easy for me to choose what is the most important to work on at that moment, and it's satisfying to cross it off when I'm done, it sort of like gives me a little uh, burst of energy to go on to the next thing when I feel like I've accomplished one thing. So the lists in general, and then I find the bullet journal a really useful way to make sort of time-bound lists because it's combined with my calendar. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So has I know you have a bullet journal, too. Has that or your planner system or anything been useful for you? Um, the way I've used my bullet journal is my bullet journal is almost a kind of creative outlet for me. A lot of people use bullet journals differently, and some people do it in a way where they get really decorative with it, and I've tended to do that, and so mm-hmm. a lot of the time it hasn't been a huge tool in being productive, but more in a way of being creative. Um, but I've started to streamline the use of it, and I started trying some of your planning t- uh, methods that you use in yours and that helped me. Mm-hmm. I liked how that worked. And I think now that I'm out of summer to-do list mode and in school to-do list mode, I need to reorient it a little bit. Um, but definitely just writing things out and fleshing out what you need to do and seeing it on paper and maybe just like why you want to do those things is a really good thing that you can do to be more productive. I was just thinking about this when we were having our discussion, but one thing maybe that I want to try doing is before I sit down and start doing a task that I want to accomplish, maybe taking out a journal and writing down why I'm doing it and what I want to get out of it. Mm, I like that. Yeah, and rather than just sitting down and being like, I have to get this done because it's due tomorrow or whatever. Because I really yeah. don't think that motivates me at all. Um, 
in a way that's going to be most effective for me. So maybe sitting down and, and writing, I want to get this done for my, uh, literature class because I want to learn more about literature and I want to see what I can get out of this story that I'm reading. And also if I get this done, then I'll have time later on to accomplish this thing or whatever. And like keeping those things in the back of your head when you're doing it. So then you do have some kind of intrinsic sense of motivation. So maybe just like actually tapping into that and writing it down. So then you can better motivate yourself when you're trying to be productive. I really like that. Yeah. And you know what that reminds me of, Anna? What? Is PMA. PMA! Because <laughs> I feel like doing that, kind of finding a source of intrinsic motivation, will put you in a much more positive mental space. Right. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I think your attitude about what you're doing totally influences how you think about doing it and how you're going to best get it done. So, yeah. PMA all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and something else I did this morning before our, our productivity discussion is I changed the lock screen on my phone to something that I hope will motivate me. It's a picture of Hermione Granger raising her <laughs> hand. It's, it, and it's a study like Granger. Because what happens when I'm studying is I always look at my phone and then I get distracted. And I feel like if I look at that, not only will it motivate me to study more, but also Hermione Granger is someone I admire a lot. I would love to be like Hermione Granger. And so channeling that to get what I need to get done is some kind of motivation that I can take with me that's going to motivate me more than just a due date as well. So maybe finding ways that. that will motivate you, rather than it's emulating a role model or trying to get it done so you can learn more about this topic or getting things done so then you can have more time to do this in the future and you really using that to motivate yourself throughout the task I think really nailing that down can increase productivity so that's something maybe concrete that we can try to do yeah that's a good one one other thing that has helped me is trying to make my workspace more pleasant and inviting and clean. Yeah. Because I find it really difficult to focus or get myself to even sit down at my desk if it's like covered in tons of papers and stuff and it just looks like a terrible place to be. <laughs> and even orienting my desk differently. I turned my desk a little bit sideways and it's so much nicer to work in here now. And interestingly, I read a book on feng shui recently, and I had moved my desk to like a more feng shui-esque place. Not because I read this book, but I just did it sort of intuitively and it felt so much better. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. No, creating an environment that's conducive to productivity for you, whatever that may be, is really important too. So productivity has a lot of factors that contribute to it. So maximizing the, the factors that's going to be best for you is a way to think about being more productive too. So if you need to have a cup of tea when you're working, or you need to be sitting in a comfy chair when you're working, or you need to have a view of the outdoors when you're working, like identifying what's best for you in those situations and then making those changes so you can have a good working environment, I think is something that's really helpful. I'm glad you talked about that. Yeah. And I think paying attention to even what time of day you work best and just what works for you and what helps you focus more and be more motivated. Yeah, I think establishing a routine and some sort of habit too is really important yeah. because because if you're doing it regularly, then one one thing is that your brain is just programmed to continue that ritual. Um but also I think it it keeps your brain on track and doesn't confuse it, which just is another obstacle to being productive. So trying to streamline that part of productivity and creating a schedule for you as well and just I I like how you talked about Gretchen Rubin's book about habits because I feel like that's like creating a life that we 
are proud of is just developing good habits that will get us to where we want to go. And so thinking in terms of that and creating good habits rather than bad habits is something to to keep in mind as well. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of productivity is about sort of working at a kind of steady pace, doing things every day or every week or whatever, instead of just long marathon bursts of like, I'm going to do all my schoolwork on Sunday and stay in the library all day. That might work that time, but I just don't really think it's sustainable. And again, maybe it works better for some people, but, but I think more productivity is really about sort of the, the habits that we get into and the actions that we take on a regular basis. Exactly. And also just remembering that productivity is about balance and not just like sitting down and nailing something out and forcing yourself to focus. The reason why we, why we try to be productive is so we can achieve balance in our lives where we want it and being efficient with our time so we can have time for other things that bring us joy. And so I think keeping mind, keeping in mind the idea of living a balanced life and having that as being one of your goals is something that's really important too. Yeah. And I think like thinking about why you want to be productive, like we've touched on earlier, it's not just for the sake of getting stuff done. Why do you want to get those things done? How is it going to help you? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we'll give our little call to action now. Woo. If you our listeners have had any past struggles with productivity or any breakthroughs or you're having similar struggles to us currently in our (laughs) transitional phases let us know we would love to hear about it and especially any tips or advice that you have as well um you can send us an email or get in touch with us through social media and hopefully we can motivate each other to develop good habits with a community yeah accountability as we talked about yes exactly good so to wrap up maria do you have a quote for us i do have a quote it is how we spend our days of course is how we spend our lives and this is from annie dillard who's an author i like this quote um one because i think like i was saying productivity is really about taking daily steps and your daily habits more so than just one-time bouts of efficiency or productivity. And then I also like this quote because it makes me think about our focus. Like, what are we spending our days on? What do we want to spend our lives on? So I think it kind of points us toward our reasoning for why we're doing these things that we're working on. How do we want to spend our lives? And in turn, how do we want to spend our days? What sort of things do we want to try to accomplish in our productive sessions? Yeah. And I, I think it makes me think of the idea of, it kind of reminds me that our time here is limited which sounds kind of morbid but I think that's what makes our lives meaningful is that our time is limited and so really thinking about how you're using your time and using it in a way that's going to make your life more fulfilling and in a way that's going to make you proud of what you're doing and just reminding yourself that the little steps you take is ultimately creating the life that you're living and so just keeping in mind that all these little days of accomplishing tasks is what's creating your life and and being more cognizant of of what you really want to do and being efficient about it and just tapping in again to what motivations you have yeah well I think because our time is limited that makes it like more of a precious resource and so we have to be mindful about how we choose to spend it exactly 
Yeah. And I love how concise that quote is, but how it really sums up a lot of things in those words. It's a really, mm-hmm. it's a really nice, nice little phrase to remember. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You have been listening to Never Wear Boring Socks this week, and thank you so much for tuning in with us. Next week, we're going to be talking about the transition from college to post-college life. So we've already talked about my experience of entering college a little bit, and we want to also touch on what Maria is going through as she's transitioning out of college, dealing with jobs, learning about what she wants to do. And so please join us for what is sure to be a very stimulating conversation next week, especially if any of you are going through the same experience. Oh, yes. And please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps give us feedback, and it also helps spread the word about what we're doing. You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 007. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. And please feel free to get in touch with us. We really would like to hear your thoughts and your stories. You can email us at neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at neverwearboringsocks and on Twitter at noboringsocks. And let us know how you've been impacted by one of the themes we've discussed or how you've related to anything that we talked about. Thank you so much to our audio editor, Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast. And thank you to Martha Barnard, our Twitter supervisor, and to both of them for helping with our music. And if anyone noticed the new little mandolin jingle on this episode, that would be Martha Barnard. So thank you, Martha. And as always, we're so grateful for our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Until then... Never wear boring socks.